Paratruth Radio is a proud member of Evergreen Podcasts on KillerPodcast.com. On Paratruth Radio. Christian and non-Christian paranormal investigators. They have two different views. And it seems as if neither of them can ever agree on anything. So what happens when a mainstream view of the paranormal crosses paths with the Christian view? <laughs> Something epic. This is Paratroop Radio. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to another episode of Paratruth Radio and a live episode at that. My name is Justin. I'm Eric. Oh, and we've hi. got a very special co-host <laughs> tonight. Two special co-hosts tonight. Uh, we've got Sadie, who is Eric's better half. Say hi. Hi. <laughs> she's she's not used to it. this. Isn't this is new Apparently to her? She's so, a spirit. Uh, they're with us, <laughs> folks, <laughs> as we break her into this. And uh, we've got Cat Ward from Paranormal Heart here with us today. Hey, everybody. Well, for for a long time we thought right, uh, so... Eric was uh, was uh, not real. So <laughs> there's a lot of people who think that it's okay. I play that mysterious side on purpose. <laughs> Because I have video morphing software and voice recognition software that changes my voice so that it all in the video when we do Facebook lives and that it I knew it perfect. <laughs> all technology. <laughs> I'm not even here. This is just this isn't me. This isn't a real human right here. So everything I said oh, about yeah. you yeah. to Eric, you already know. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm getting off track here. Yeah, make sure I delete those the next time Justin's around. <laughs> he doesn't see him. So today we decided to do a special live show. Uh, it is the best time of the year for Paratruth Radio, which is Halloween. Um, we've done some pretty interesting episodes the past couple weeks. And um, Kat, you've, you've mentioned that some of them have made you really think, not to mention some of our more recent episodes in general. Um, like, for example, the... Uh, simulated reality show was a very good one and, and a very interesting one um so we can kind of get into that but uh before we do um cat how has paranormal heart been going for you pretty good actually um i'm now on iheart radio so um i release it on podbean as well as youtube and then it gets distributed of course on the um uh geez i can't think of the the words anyways you know itunes everywhere's that much that podcasts are played and now on a great network new lantern 
<laughs> I just want to call it Green Lantern for some reason. <laughs> Green Lantern Media. <laughs> it's doing pretty good. Um, it's really interesting for me to see where people are listening from. It's just amazing like, that my little show is actually being heard around the globe. So that's, thank you, everybody. It's, it blows me away, you know, like Japan and India and, and Germany and oh, so many different places. It's really cool. Yeah, I think that's yeah, one of the cool things that, that about Spreaker. Like Justin that. and I look at that all the time too. It's just interesting, like, oh, Switzerland, like never even thought about like reaching them, you know, um, Africa, I think is one of the yep. ones, we, you know, so it's, it's really cool. Cause when we first started, we were broadcasting to like, what, Justin, two, three people. And that was our family members that were listening upstairs. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we have like Justin's father Are calling. We talking about when we first started or Paratruth yeah. Radio? No, when we first started, like way back, you know, when podcasting was, there before, you go. Podcasting yeah, was yeah. a big thing. Um, which is crazy to think about that we started then. Yeah. A podcast? What, what, a pod what? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, my father, who thinks he's funny, calls in and acts like he's somebody else. Or um, <laughs> Does he do that now? The yes. adult. Oh, that's so cool. No. <laughs> well, not. He does he it in person. He'll in come in the house and after he's like, <laughs> he'll come in like i kid you not he comes into it like um well when he called us at one time and then like he'll come into the house and like huh you know what i'm doing you know who i am you want to fight me and like oh did i just say yeah and he's like oh my back hurts i can't do that <laughs> whatever <laughs> the time that and Koda was barking at him and he was like hiding in the bathroom and was like somebody come get this dog he was, <laughs> it was like a super high pitched voice like all scared and stuff it's a man killer <laughs> <laughs> yeah that sounds like my father <laughs> but uh, awesome. now Kat you, you probably never had this happen to you because you haven't really done live <clears throat> before on your show but when we first started we've had we had some really interesting characters call in on us um we had a a medium on she had her own show so we were just interviewing her and um this guy calls in and says yeah i have a haunted mm -hmm. adult toy I'm not going <laughs> to go into detail about what it was oh, and my. we're like that's good to know dude Thanks for calling in. And we hung up on him. Call back <laughs> again. Um, oh, gosh. There's been so many, Eric. Any particulars you can think of since we've been doing this? You know what? Like the ones that I've been, when we first started, they're all like during Night Stalkers. That's when the weirdos really show. I don't know why. <laughs> like we released Night Stalkers and all these weirdos just started coming out of the woodwork. With all these weird, like like he said, haunted adult toys and going into detail as to why they're haunted and talking about <laughs> weird individuals following them around that weren't human, but they also, like, I can't remember, was it like talking about <laughs> dwarfs and stuff following them around? And it's oh, just so many weird, I don't know, people are just weird. 
I'm sure there were um, groups out there for people like that, but uh, <laughs> chat rooms. Right. It's called AA. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it's been definitely a, a whirlwind um, for us because we got into it only a few years after podcast was actually invented and even then it wasn't as big as it is now um now you can't swing a dead cat without hitting somebody who has a podcast so um or in our particular case multiple podcasts um you're not quite um, as bad as uh, brian bowden's so, got what uh, 953 uh, podcasts now or something like that <laughs> Yeah, it's it's definitely an interesting thing to to get into, and as much as we try and get away from it, you know, Eric and I took a break for a while before we started Paratruth Radio. Um, you know, I was starting to really question going forward with Paratruth and Beyond Reason and all that as well. It it's just a lot of work, and you know you come back to it and it's like, yeah, I can't, I can't leave. I've, I'm trying and it's just not letting me leave. Um, but but it's, uh, nice to get those it's little breaks. awesome that. Because yeah. I don't know about like about you, Kevin, Maybe you're not there yet, but there's some very spooky things you've talked about over the years. And like, you do so much research on these spooky things. And like, I have to leave while it's still dark out in the morning. And like there's trees and like dark shadows out there, and I open the door, and all I'm thinking about is all the research I just did on some cryptid yeah. living in some backwoods, whatever. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I try, uh, you know, I think to myself, oh, it's just, it's all just stories, and you know, like, that's all we talk about. Or really. is it? Leaving a lot of it, and then my heart starts racing, and next thing I know, I'm like walking really fast in my car, get in there and lock the doors, screaming and, like a girl. Yeah, like I the other day, I was walking to my car, and a branch broke. <laughs> across the street in the backwoods of someone's house just a branch but mm -mm. I, I, I cold brown moment i even locked the door like just in case some werewolf or something comes over here give give me a little extra time to get the car started now you know why i call you when i take the trash out <laughs> like i live in the country country and there's like so many no I won't go outside without calling Eric and be like, can you make sure the boogeyman doesn't get me? Like, <laughs> I'm on the other line. Like, what am I going to do? Like, hey, boogeyman, don't get her. Stop it. <laughs> Leave her alone. Oh, okay. Sorry, my bad. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know. I just need, like, a witness, I guess. <laughs> a witness. <laughs> it's, it's like that little cartoon uh, thing where this little guy, Timmy, is sleeping and um, he's got the covers and there's two ghosts and one of them's getting ready to pounce on him. And the other guy goes, no, no, Sam. It's the blanket rule. We have to leave him alone. And it's like, okay. <laughs> there you go. You're my blanket. I like it. <clears throat> so, um, I, I thought it would be kind of fun. And Eric had kind of brought this up through chatting that uh, we, we've done this in the past, but um, go a little bit over Sam Hain. And um, I was looking through and I found this 
topic through history.com no less and it got into it seems like a lot more detail than when we first did the episode um eric do you remember when we were doing that show sam hain monsters sam hain uh yeah when when was that a was that for paratruth right that was a couple years ago yeah So I, I couldn't remember seeing these things, but apparently there's monsters that are associated with Sam Hain, which a lot of people, if you if you're not familiar with Sam Hain, uh, it's believed to be what Halloween is kind of based on. Um, it was a Celtic uh, practice, and it goes back quite a ways. Um, it was. It's uh, celebrated starting at the the eve of October 31st and goes all the way to the end of November 1st. And there's just weird things associated with it. So um, the first one I saw, which was actually rather interesting, uh, the Lady Gwyn, which is a headless woman dressed in white who chases night wanderers and was accompanied by a black pig. To me, that sounds like a lady in white or something similar. Um, what are your What are your thoughts on that, Eric? Um, it sounds similar, but I mean, obviously, because the lady in white, depending on the myth, but the typical one is she's usually someone standing on the side of the road, someone who's like. Uh, died of a broken heart because of a lost love and she lures particularly men to their death they're supposed to pick her up on the side of the road she gets in the car with them and then they off they go and she kills them uh so this story is a little different and does it say exactly what the black pig is like what what the, the representation is there just a black pig. it just says she's accompanied by a black pig i mean when you think of like any type of animal, especially in the paranormal that's black, you think of black dogs or like the black goat, uh, you're thinking something that's either demonic by nature or even the devil himself. Um, so maybe the black pig is kind of like, kind of like you would think of like the black cat accompanying a witch, you know, um, in, in some of the old stories. It could be a familiar uh, something or someone who's just kind of leading her astray and trying to either help her through the magic that she's that she's doing or um trying to pull her soul into hell by giving her power and making her believe she's the one who uh who can control the elements around her um but this the, i don't know like is this supposed to be like a spirit or is it like a like an actual cryptid like monster that she is just nothing huh it, it do doesn't go in the detail here i didn't have a chance to actually look up each individual creature um it just it is kind of vague when it comes to some of them actually pretty much all of them on the history um dot com page so it, it's just it was interesting to come across it because we have talked about the lady in white before. Um, so here, I, I did find some input on it. Um, 
She's also known as Gwynap Nude, a Welsh mythological figure, the king. Well, no, that's not the same thing. Um, Because that's a guy. Huh. Anyways, um, so, yeah, it doesn't really go into a whole lot of detail about it. It's weird. Um, Here's a little bit of detail. It's kind of fairy folklore, and it's um, in a farm not farm far from the lake there lived in the olden time a widow with an only son whose name was Gwyn so Lady Gwyn would be the mother of Gwyn Um, it doesn't really say a whole lot though about her it just goes into the the, uh, myth about him so yeah, not a whole lot of information other than what history.com has for me. Um, Kat, what, what do you think about that? Or have you heard of that legend before? I was just trying to look it up as well. Just um, there's not a whole lot about her. I've never heard of her. Um, uh, other than the Headless Horseman, I've never heard of another headless entity. Maybe maybe they could go on uh, headlessentities.com and hook up. <laughs> <laughs> No, everything that um, Eric said, um, I agree with. Uh, yeah, it's it could be uh, familiar. Uh, makes me wonder if it's is it always a pig or does it change shapes? It doesn't specify, does it? That's a good question. Yeah, it doesn't. It just <clears throat> says it's it's a pig. Um, well, she doesn't have a head, so maybe it's her seeing eye pig. At maybe. Doesn't say anything about glowing eyes, nothing like that. Um, But uh, one that I think we've talked about on Paratruth Radio before, but I'm not 100%. um, Eric, you can correct me if I'm wrong here, but uh, is the Puka that receives harvest offerings Mm -hmm. from the field? We did talk about that one a little bit. What was it called? Was that on the Sam Hain episode? Yeah. Or was that a No, a I think it was a Sam Hain one because that was the same I think that was the same one that we talked about um the big cat that I can't remember his name. It was like a big cat that lived with uh three women or something uh that would follow them around. Uh it's called the Puka it, cat. Okay. Puka. It's like a it, yeah, it's black horse it shows up as um, well, it says here the puka is a is primarily a creature of Celtic folklore, considered to be bringers both of good and bad fortune. They could help or hinder rural and marine communities. Pukai, which is the plural, can have dark or white fur or hair. The creatures were said to be shape changers, which could take the appearance of horses, goats, cats, dogs, and hares. They may also take a human form, which includes various animal features, such as the ears or tails. Um, the puka can, uh, has counterparts through the Celtic cultures of Northwest Europe. For instance, in Welsh mythology, it is named the puka, P-W-C-A, and in Cornish, the buka. 
in the Channel Islands, the Pukei were said to be fairies who lived near ancient stones. In Channel Island French, a cromlech or prehistoric tomb is referred to as a Pukele. And they are corresponding to terms in Brittany. There's just a lot of different terms that I, I'm not going to even attempt to pronounce because you would have a better shot at this than I would, Kat. <laughs> where where are related. you uh, seeing this? Or how's it spelled? Um, this, uh, <clears throat> there's P-O-U-Q-U-E-L-E-E -E -E with the little hyphen over the top of the first E at the end. Uh, I if have to type that out. If you can't find that, it's P-U-C-A-I. And you said the French spelling is what? P O U Q U E L E E, but the little hyphen is above that first E at the end. Okay, Pouclet. Hmm. Never heard of it. Yeah, that thing. <laughs> <laughs> that thing. Um. Well, I mean, this is, again, you know, one thing that I find interesting about some of these monsters is there's quite a few similarities between them. And a lot of it in this case is going to be some type of torture, whether it's uh, physical torture or uh, something that's a little more emotional or mental, um, something that kind of drive a person's state almost to, to mad madness, you know, uh, in this particular case, though, there's at least something that you can do about it. And according to some of the legend here, uh, during Samhain, households can actually ward off this particular creature, the puka, uh, by putting offerings out, good offerings that it would like. Uh, and some of those offerings might be like ripe fruits or uh, different like grains, things like that, that can, it can go and eat. Uh, some are far away from the village, though. Like it, you'd put it on the outskirts of the village, so it never even enters the village. Because once it does that, there's a good chance that it's going to catch on to or latch on to somebody, you know, like a soul or something that it can end up torturing. Um, it also says that you can sprinkle grain into your yard to keep him from like attacking. Well, does he count the grain? Is that it? So he gets distracted no. or he just he's he's warded warded by the grain. It just says to this day there are still some people who sprinkle grain in their yards to keep the pukai happy on Halloween. So hmm. and then it then it says if they like it, your garden will overflow with ripe fruits come spring. Hmm. So I'd imagine I mean, obviously probably no one's ever seen him actually see like seen one walk up and do anything with grain i'd imagine they eat it or something or maybe they store it um i'm like leprechauns uh who or evil leprechauns or fairies uh who would end up counting grains or counting like salt Rice. or you know things like salt, that yeah little things um this is more of a a good offer because they don't like that you know you 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 upset fairies by dropping rice that they have to count obviously um but in this case you're dropping rice as a good omen like here i'm offering this to you if you'll just leave me alone and they take it uh and they bring you bring forth good product for the for the following year 
um, whether it be your fruits or vegetables or whatever is in the garden. That's, I'm just reading up on it here. It's pretty interesting because it says in some regions, um, people look at it with uh, respect. And if you encounter one in the mountains and the hills, uh, if you're lucky enough, they'll provide prophecies and warnings to those who consult it. And it can also take the uh, appearance, I don't know if you already mentioned this, uh, Justin, a huge eagle or an eagle with a huge wingspan. It's interesting how it can uh, change yeah, its shape, like you mentioned. Hmm. Still there? All right. So, oh, okay. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, another thing that um, I saw was the, the Dulahan. Uh, sometimes appear uh, appear as impish creatures, sometimes headless men on horses who carried their heads, riding flaming-eyed horses. Their appearance was a death omen to anyone who encountered them. So therein lies the, the headless horseman myth right there. Yeah, that's what I said earlier. Oh, I didn't hear you. I'm sorry. <laughs> I heard you. <laughs> <laughs> Like I said, I'm having technical di difficulties over here. Um, well, it is Halloween, so we, we're going to have technical difficulties. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not happy with this <laughs> computer today. Um, the last one I see, and did you guys go over the fairy host? No. Fairy host, no. Um... Um, actually just a group of hunters known as the Fairy Host might also haunt Samhain and kidnap people. Similar are the Sluog, who would come from the west to enter houses and steal souls. Hmm. Oh, yeah. I have heard of that. Uh, apparently, one of the traditions during... I'm sorry, Justin, I have to correct you. Samhain is... Uh... Gaelic and it's pronounced Samhain, but so many people pronounce it Samhain. Don't yeah, hate me, I corrected we you. We had addressed that. <laughs> no, that we had actually brought that up on the last episode. I had I just forgot to correct myself before we got started. That's all right. Well, you got to pass this time. <laughs> one of <laughs> one of the traditions of. Um, uh, like trick-or-treating and, and the jack-o'-lantern and everything, which I found really interesting was that um, you would put the jack-o'-lantern um, on your front doorstep and the evil fairies or gnomes or whatever other entities that would normally go to your house would take it as, oh, there's already one of us over there wreaking havoc. I'm not going to go there. But ha-ha, uh, people fool these entities. It's just a pumpkin. So I thought that was kind of interesting. Bonjour. This is Fabulously Delicious, the French food podcast. I'm Andrew Pryor, and every week I bring you the wonderful and fabulous people involved in French food, whether they're here in France like me or from around the world. Each week, we dive into a specific topic, be it a French dish, an ingredient, or a French cuisine cooking technique. My guests are all about French food. So, come join me on Fabulously Delicious, the French food podcast. Bon app.
So, um, Eric, what are some of the things you're remembering from the original episode we did for Sam Hain? Um, because I I was having a hard time remembering stuff, so I had to make sure I looked it up. But um, other yeah. than I mean, creatures, so what else are you remembering? I mean, for for someone we did uh, when we were talking about that, because again, like during those that time when we were talking about Sawan and just Halloween in general, uh, those are when we were doing uh, linked episodes. So they were series. So basically, we would start off like the first right. week of the month or the first episode of the month would be one thing which would be then connected to the next episode, the next episode, the ne- next episode. So these episodes weren't actually individual episodes they're part of a bigger uh entity and so you know one of the like creatures that we talked about of course was stingy jack uh and we did a whole series on jacks actually all the jacks which is weird that there's so many jacks by the way and the paranormal (laughs) um don't know why there's so many jacks uh but you know stingy jack for those of you who don't know uh it was his name was jack and he lived in an ancient irish town and everybody knew him to be a a manipulating drunkard uh, with a silver tongue and eventually satan himself overheard tales of jack's evil deeds and feeling uh kind of envious about it he went to see if they were true and so he comes across jack who is of course drunk uh wandering down a lonely road and realizing that it was the end jack asked satan if he could have a few drinks before going to hell well the devil said sure why not and took him to a pub where he drank his fill and when the bill arrived jack asked satan to pay the tab by metamorphosing into a silver coin and now for any of you who know this story it's really funny and just interesting uh is that satan was so impressed by this request that he ended up doing just what he asked he turned it into a silver coin and jack took it and placed it in his pocket which also contained a crucifix which of course trapped the coin and satan from turning back into his normal self and for quite a long time there uh satan was stuck as a silver coin in jack's pocket Well, 10 years later, after Satan got away, Jack and Satan met again, kind of under the same circumstances in which Jack was again drunk and stumbling down a road. Uh, But this time, when it was time for Jack to go to Hades, he said, wait, can I first have an apple uh, to feed my hungry stomach? And Satan was like, oh, fine. You know, I'm going to take you to hell. You're not going to eat. So here, let me go get you an apple. So he goes and gets an apple and Jack carved yet again, another cross into the trunk of a tree. Now thoroughly hacked off Satan demanded his freedom in this case. um, When he went to get the, the apple, he went up into the tree and he carved the cross in the bottom of the tree. So he couldn't come back down off the tree. Satan was just stuck up there. Um, So Jack, said that he can have his freedom if he swore to never take him to hell and with no other way down off the tree he had to agree and so when jack did finally succumb due to alcoholism you know you get that alcohol poisoning don't know if you guys have ever gotten a little too drunk i've been there (laughs) 
That's you know I have. Not, oh, I know you have. <laughs> I never have. It wasn't pretty. Those are. Um, that was a bad time, Justin. We could talk about that in a moment, though, because that's <laughs> it was a funny time. Um, An intervention. Yeah, yes. kind of. So. <laughs> <laughs> When Jack ended up dying of alcoholism years later, he ascended to heaven and attempted to enter through the gates of St. Peter. But unsurprisingly, he was denied admission. He then ventured down to Hades and begged Satan to let him in, but Satan said, I don't think so. And he was basically left to wander the world by himself uh, for eternity. But Satan did give him an ember that he could put into a lantern, and he was sent off to basically wander the earth with his little lantern by himself in kind of a purgatory in a way. Uh, but that's kind of what we came into like this whole idea of pumpkins uh, and the jack-o'-lantern because that lantern that Satan gave him was actually a turnip that was carved. And that's what they used to use back uh, in, in the in Celtic Ireland. times and in yeah. Ireland, you know, uh, are turnips because pumpkins are native to the Americas. Uh, so, when we carve, which is really weird to think about. Can you guys imagine carving jack-o'-lanterns into turnips? I've tried to cut turnips for uh, meals, and those suckers are hard to cut. So can you just imagine what, what, what they have used to carve it, like to, to hollow it out and then put a face on it? Like, they must have been there for a week. Right? <laughs> <laughs> um. But anyway, so yeah, it, this was one of those stories in which a guy named Jack was stingy enough to trick the devil himself. Um, and there's this weird picture of a turnip that has a carving on it. That's kind of creeping me out. I don't know if you guys ever look it up, a, a carving <laughs> of a turnip, uh, but that's frightening. Oh, that's a, yeah, I saw the picture earlier and I'm like, what the heck is that? For those of you who haven't seen it, just uh, look up Stingy Jack and- You uh, won't ever look it up again. <laughs> carving turnips it's <laughs> creepy i thought it was a mummy or something at first yeah that's what i thought too that's not that's not pretty no well if you if you also look back at what the uh halloween costumes used to be like they would just take whatever they had available it could be a burlap sack with yeah. a hole in it so they could see and those costumes were frightening back then And it's funny because I, I met, uh, I was quite a few years ago, I was talking to a lady from Scotland and uh, it was around Halloween time and she said she was going to be go going out with her kids to trick or treat. And I asked her, what was she going to dress up as? And she says, a, a nip. I'm like, a nip? She goes, yeah, a turnip. I'm like, why would you dress up as a turnip? But after hearing this story, it makes sense. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so thinking back, Kat, what are some of your memories of dressing up like what what costumes did you have as a kid as a kid um now this was a long time ago way before you guys <laughs> and <laughs> where you used to have these plastic masks with holes in it for the eyes and a little elastic band in the back to hold it on your head and it was kind of like the the thing that you put over your clothing was uh, like a plastic vinyl type thing. And as I'm mentioning this, I can actually smell the smell of the mask, the plastic mask. It just, it actually brings back memories. But um, 
uh, a lot of times I would dress up. I hate to admit this, but I was a princess. Um, yeah, I you don't know are. why. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you the costumes up. that <laughs> <laughs> um, we used to go to the local Wolco department store here at the time. I don't know if you have that in the States and uh, would always look at the costumes and it was always like werewolves, mummies, vampires, uh, Wonder Woman, Princess. Um, it wasn't anything, you know, firemen, Superman, things like that. Uh, but being born and raised in on the east coast of Canada, it really sucked because we would get a lot of snow by then. Now, not so much. But as a kid, we used to have a lot of snow. So I used to have to put my snowsuit over my costume, which pained me because, hey, I'm hiding my plastic costume. <laughs> so all I could see was my mask. Um, but, um, yeah, and as the years progressed, it started getting warmer and warmer. And I remember when my kids started trick-or-treating when they were wee, um, they didn't have to have snowsuits. They didn't have to bundle up as warm as what I had to, because, you know, the climate definitely has changed. But, um, yeah, I remember going out with, with that, uh, costume and, uh, back then we didn't, well, you could have bought some, uh, trick-or-treat bags, but we used to use just a pillowcase. So I I, yeah, we used to use pillowcases when I was a kid to fill up as well. <laughs> they were always better than like bags, though, like plastic bags, because they didn't tear. Like, you could fill them up, and yeah, they were good to go. They're they're a little harder. They didn't have handles, but <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> all right. It's like who needs handles? Nice. <laughs> I used to hate getting apples. Oh yeah, that and pennies. What am I gonna do with a penny? Yes. Well, I was talking with Ron Murphy today. And he was saying, and it makes sense, apparently the older, because Halloween is only a couple thousand years old, apparently, um, as we know it. And so the older people, they used to give money. And I remember after he mentioned that, I thought, oh, yeah, I vaguely remember every once in a while I would get an old lady, give me money. And I'm just like, what the heck am I going to do with, you know, like, give me candy. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, it's just, and it made sense because they used to just give money and not candy. I don't. I mean, me personally, I always liked the pennies. Maybe. What are you I'm doing with the penny, man? Weird, but <laughs> like, it, it would take you. You know, you need a hundred pennies to even buy anything for a dollar. Like, how many Halloweens is that? Well. <laughs> <laughs> Our grandfather instilled in us that every little bit counts. So he, yes. he also that's true. He also said, "What's the point of having money if you can't spend it? <laughs> can't spend a penny easily." Well, there used to be penny candy when I was a kid. Yeah, not, not when anymore. we were kids. <laughs> no. I think that was pretty much. <laughs> <gone>. <laughs> My mom brings that up a lot too. <laughs> when I was younger, I used to go um, treating and then run back home and pass out candy. <laughs> with the yeah. candy that you just got? <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's so sweet. Or you were making sure there wasn't pins in them. That's why. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I don't want my candy. So I'm just going to go pass out candy. And my mom's like, uh, are you sure? I'm like, yeah. 
She's like, uh, okay, whatever. Go pass out candy, I guess. <laughs> what was you guys' favorite and least favorite candy? Favorite and least favorite. Uh, well, I think we, we talked about this on a Halloween episode once. I think um, it did, yeah. Back in the day, I hated candy corn. Like I love candy corn. Just would not touch it, but now I love I love it. So definitely, taste buds change as you get older. Um, my favorite as a kid, and it grosses my wife out, is the I don't even know what they are toffee or or whatever they are. They're peanut. They've got like a peanut butter center in them. Um, that's one of my favorites. Um, and Kit Kats. Cups? Yeah. No, this is like, cups. <laughs> <laughs> like a Halloween staple, you mean? Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> I remember you talking about it's, that on the past episode. Not... Yeah, and I don't I don't think we have that in Canada. It's I can't I don't even know if there's even a name for it. Um those are the two that I can really peanut. remember. Don't get your toffee with peanut butter in it. <laughs> can you imagine the commercials for that? <laughs> toffee with peanut butter at your nearest store. You got your toffee in my peanut butter. You got your peanut butter in my toffee. <laughs> Listen here, guys. There's this new thing called peanut butter toffee. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great voice. <laughs> That's my 1950s voice. That's that's the best I've got. Um, yeah, but those are the only two that I can really remember, like, for sure, yes and no. I mean, Kit Kats, for as long as I can remember, have always been my favorite. Um, but, all, you know, trick-or-treating as a kid, those two were, were my great and least favorite. Um, Eric, what about you? Um. Well, I've always I've always loved like fruit flavored candy, like Skittles and Starburst stuff like that. Uh, but I think when I was a kid, I my favorite is probably Twix was my number one to get. I just love Twix and Butterfinger; those two are the best. Uh, I hate to this day I don't like Snickers very much at all, which is weird because I love Milky Ways. And the only difference is some peanuts. So yeah. Apparently, I don't like peanuts. I don't know. <laughs> At least, I don't like the flavor combination with the caramel and nugget. Hmm. Interesting. Sadie? What about you, Sadie? My favorite was, like, the wax bottles that were edible that you would bite into, and it'd be, like, super juicy. Yeah. It's still my favorite. Yeah, like, I love yeah, I remember those. And I was never really a friend fan of like the Krabby Patty gummy candy like I always oh, hate yeah. them and still do like <laughs> what about you Kat my favorite were um I have two favorites it's um Tootsie Rolls and um candy corn love those uh hated getting apples and raisins hated that I love the raisins. I like raisins now, but back then I'm like, what the heck? I don't want good stuff. I like the ones that put coupons in my bag. Like, <laughs> yeah. A coupon. Oh, yeah. I used to get that too. <laughs> Weird. I'm not even old enough to use this. 
That's for the liquor store. <laughs> You're like, what the hell is this? <laughs> Back then, kids could go in the liquor store. I mean, right. nowadays I look in my bag and be my like, my hey, father-in-law. <laughs> <laughs> If you're 30 something years old and you're still going out hey, trick or treating, you cannot really have a problem. You know it's a kid at heart, okay? You're wearing, if you wear a mask, no one will ever know. <laughs> I'm about the average height of 13 year olds these days, so <laughs> I could pass. Like a 13. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <Babe>. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> I know some people that if you're not a little kid, uh, or you look too old to be trick-or-treating, they won't give you anything. In my opinion, Halloween's for everyone. If you're going to be brave enough as a grown-ass adult to wear a costume like with your kids, um, but sometimes you get like 18, 19, 20-year-olds come to the door and they're costumed, hey, great for you. Here's some candy. Yeah. Yeah. Just don't egg my house. <laughs> <laughs> There's a there's a neat tradition I, I, in Newfoundland. Sorry, there's a, a neat tradition in Newfoundland. No, I believe ahead. it's uh, at Halloween time. Uh, the adults would uh, get a little um, alcoholic beverage. You know, they do that at Christmas too, which is called mummering or something like that. I can't remember, but at uh, Halloween time they do that as well. And I'm like, I'm going to Newfoundland. <laughs> <laughs> Johnny, we're coming to visit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, something that uh, always comes to mind during this time of the year is wanting to dress up and scare the crap out of kids. That's my um, favorite. <laughs> <laughs> and it's sad that this year is the first year where I have a house that I can actually do it and I can't do it this year. Why? Just because of COVID. But oh, I thought wait. you said it wasn't canceled or you weren't sure. It's I'm not going to be giving out candy to snot-nosed kids. I don't know you if they have about candy. You're not. scaring them away, man. Turn up. <laughs> Throw them the candy. Get out of here. Get off my lawn. Here's some candy. <laughs> Start a new tradition. There's this one time years ago. <laughs> uh, I dressed up as a werewolf, and there are these cool. kids coming up, like coming down the street, about to come up to the driveway. So I just sat in a chair and stayed very still. And there's this one girl. She had to be maybe around 16 or something like that. She's high school, and they're like getting candy, and the one girl's like standing away from me, staring at me. <laughs> And you, I could hear the group of them all talking. Like, is he, is, he, is that real? Is that, you know, my dad's like, no, he's not real. And like, I, he looks like he's real. And they get real close to the mask, but they couldn't see my eyes. And so the one girl like pokes my leg. <laughs> she's like, oh my God, it's real. And I jumped up and like, she just booked it. She was so fast. She ran down <laughs> to the end of the driveway and I stopped. And I turned around just like mosey back and she had a, taunt me and she's like you never get me mr werewolf i chased her all the way down to the stop sign <laughs> that girl was so fast I'm like you i hope you're on the track team because you'd be winning stuff that was a me <laughs> like, oh, no. my son you know how it's fight yeah, or flight was... 
when he was three, we uh, we did. We, there was myself, and there was a. Uh, four other houses we all went together to go trick-or-treating and my son was the only boy amongst all you know it was all girls trick-or-treating with us and he's three so he goes up to this house all the girls are afraid and there's spooky movie music coming out of the house you know and they had a fog machine and everything so um and then someone would scream so my son gives me his candy bag says hold this and puts his fists up and gets in the stance as if he's going to fight. Well, the woman thought that was the most adorable thing, the three-year-old defending all the girls. So she gave him extra candy. <laughs> and there was another time he was about eight and you had to go through the backyard of this house and they had a maze and they had all kind of spooky stuff. You know, it's kind of like the little backyard uh, haunted house thing. Um, and then at the end, then you would get your candy. But the owner of the house you had zombies on the ground well the owner laid down on the ground you had dug a hole and all that and when he when my son walked by grabbed him by the ankle didn't he kick him in the head <laughs> <laughs> he's just like i'm so sorry and the guy's like i think i better uh, rethink the strategy for next year <laughs> <laughs> i remember the the one that always comes to my memory is I was living in New Jersey. Um, I had stuffed my costume and sat it on the porch for several weeks. Um, and then the night of Halloween got into my costume and sat to make, or, you know, sat in that same spot, made sure I was early enough that nobody would have seen it happen. And the kid next door comes up um to get candy and i jumped and i've never seen this kid move so fast <laughs> in my life he lived right next door and he ran in that house and did not come back out you horrible person scaring children <laughs> <laughs> When I was well, a kid, we are uh, getting pretty close to the end here, Kat. Um, go ahead and tell your story, but I want to give everybody a chance to hear where they can find your show and stuff. But go ahead and tell your story. Oh, just really quick. Uh, the house that I lived in when I was a teenager had a front porch, and uh, my mom, we had a, a record, and uh, it was haunted uh, sounds and, you know, haunted ha house sounds. And a father and his uh, kid come up the driveway, and my mom, I uh, know it was a cassette tape. So she, uh, she pushes play. The father got afraid, grabbed his kid and ran <laughs> just, just from the audio that my mom played. Let's <laughs> get the crap out of the poor guy. <laughs> All right. Well, we are coming to the end of the show. Um, so tell everybody where they can find you, find your show. Um, if they have, you know, if they want to be a guest or, or have questions for you. Yeah. Uh, it's every second Sunday and last Sunday of every month. Uh, I usually release an episode around six, sometimes a little earlier. That's 6 PM Eastern. Uh, I release it on Podbean and YouTube and, um, uh, iTunes and Stitcher and any place you find fine podcasts. <laughs> um, but yeah, if you'd like to be a guest to talk about your paranormal experiences, oh, by the way, the show is called Paranormal Heart. Uh, if you want to talk about your paranormal experiences, I'd love to hear from you. 
or if you have questions. Um, paranormal is not just ghosts, in my opinion. It could be cryptids like Bigfoot. Uh, it could be aliens, UFOs, uh, Mandela effect, anything that's weird. Um, so if you want to talk about it, you can uh, send me an email at paranormalheart13 at gmail.com. Awesome. All right. So um, you are on New Lantern Media now, so we are super appreciative of that. Um, we've got Beyond Reason, uh, Paratruth Radio, Crime Crack, and as of right now, two girls in a Zoom potato, possibly rebranding. Not sure on that yet. Um, but uh, a lot of great shows. Um, if you're interested in being on New Lantern Media, whether you have a current podcast or you want to start out, you don't know where to start, we'd be happy to help you. Um, I think that uh, we've got a lot of great talent out there and a lot of untapped talent. Um, so definitely reach out, uh, newlanternmedia.com. You can just click the contact link if you're listening to episodes and you're right there. Um, or you can email us at newlanternmedia1 at gmail.com. Um, or you can do Paratruth Radio as well, paratruthradio at gmail.com as well. Um, any other comments there, Eric and Sadie? You have any? Nope. Nope. Uh, no, nothing much just you know this is this is a week before halloween or so uh so i hope everyone has a happy and safe halloween uh be careful out there you know even though not just because of covid it's just a dangerous world so check your candy yeah. i still do even when i bought from the store you never know and <laughs> uh but yeah That's uh, coming up yeah so th this does conclude of course october and the halloween festivities uh but that does mean we're moving into oh man the biggest and most happiest time of year already around the corner it's crazy <laughs> um but we are moving into november which means thanksgiving is just a couple weeks away and then yes i know a lot of you have already been counting it down and shame on you for doing so but christmas is not far behind that so a lot of great stuff coming from paratruth radio and the rest of the shows on new lantern uh, so keep tuning in and we'll be with you guys pretty shortly All right, folks. So until next week, where you will find us same time, same channel. My name's Justin. I'm Eric. I'm Sadie. I'm Kat. Peace. This is And I'm Joe, and, and we're, we're the, the Professional, professional book, book Nerds. Two Mondays a month, we interview authors and talk about their upcoming books, what drives them, and their go-to order at the cafe. On Thursdays, we share recommendations and dive into topics readers face, like how do I actually read the books on my to-be-read list? 
You can find the Professional Book Nerds podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Want to learn more about us? Our website is professionalbooknerds.com, and you can find us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at ProBookNerds. We hope you'll come and listen, and as always, happy happy reading. reading!